irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to LA Talk Radio. You're listening to The Power of Love Show, only on L.A. Talk Radio. Welcome to The Power of Love, sponsored by the D.D. Jackson Foundation, where we shine a light on loss and grief and how it impacts our lives. We are here to provide hope, resources, and a community so no one feels alone in their grief. I am T.J. Jackson, and with me I have both of my brothers today. Taj, Terrell, how are you guys? What's going on? What's going on? Nothing much. It's July 11th, uh, 2018, and it's another warm day here in SoCal, but um, nothing like last weekend where it was 117, something crazy like that. Oh, yeah. That was ridiculous. Yeah. It was crazy. This is more comfortable warm. Yeah, but you probably like this stuff. I do. I do. It's crazy. It was a little too hot at one point. Yeah. (laughs) Even for you. Yeah, even for me. We are live on the Power of Love show, so if you're listening to us right now, thank you for joining us. Um, we will have Twitter open the entire show. Um, Taj, he looks like he's on Twitter. I, I can't see from this distance. He gives me the thumbs up and the nod, but he could be you know, still lying. But, <laughs> <laughs> but he looks like he's on Twitter, and if you want to tweet us a question, a comment, anything regarding the show... Make sure you do so at DDJ Foundation. Again, it's DDJ Foundation. Uh, we are not licensed therapists. We're just ordinary people who've experienced loss in our lives. We've been impacted by it, and we've learned from it, and we want to share our opinions and what we've learned in an attempt to help you overcome whatever it is you are going through. Saying that, if you need professional help, we urge you to seek it and to find it and to not just rely on us. Um, I will start with this. How was your guys's? Well, really, two weeks. Yeah, it was two weeks. It was two weeks because we weren't here last week. So, so, I well, mean, a lot, a lot has happened. Talk to us since then. Uh, I mean, obviously, we have uh, Grandpa's service. Um, yeah, his his passing too. Yes, his passing. We and the service. We were, the last show we did was the day that he passed, mm-hmm. and we um, dedicated and did that show in his honor. And and then uh, the the following week, I think we took that off because there's just so much going on. But but since then, we've had the the service and um it was um it was difficult it was different for me because um i was really bryce really surprised me with this whole mm-hmm. the whole passing of grandpa um i think it, re- he, it really hit him hard and you weren't expecting him to no no i think it was his his age adrian still young you know yeah um but just bryce it just I don't know what it was. He was just very um, hurt and very, I mean, he wanted to see Grandpa, the the body, and be close to the casket, everything. Mm-hmm. Um, Terrell, how old is Bryce, just for Bryce our is, listeners? Bryce is now 10. And Adrian? Adrian's 7. Okay. They just turned 7 and 10. Yeah, I could so, see that. I yeah. could see he was very emotionally, um, struggling emotionally, mm-hmm. and... and Correct me if I'm wrong. That was his first really incident dealing with a death. Right. Yeah. Yeah. At this age, that he's old yeah. enough to understand. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's what really took me. Um, you wouldn't have thought that, Terrell. Like if you rewound three, four not, months. Not not to this extent because I mean for me it's like I didn't I didn't like with mom I didn't see her. It was, I think I think they had an open casket. I don't I don't know, but we I didn't never, see. Yeah, we um, didn't see her. Yeah. Um, 
and I don't know if I would want to see grandpa, but I did, you know, because yeah. Bryce, Bryce did. And, and, and it helped me because now it's not as hard for me, you know, and it was okay to see grandpa yeah. and also pops, you know, Can, there, there's a lot of family members that. Let me ask you real quick. Was that your first time seeing an open? So, yes. Okay. Yes, I believe so. Yeah. And and going into it, I assume you thought you would never want to see a loved one. I didn't, I didn't think so. I don't know, because I didn't want to carry that memory, but a right. lot has changed yeah. since then, you know. Um, a lot has changed. And I think it I think it um I don't know, I think it helped in a way. Yeah. I, I I'm completely I think it brought some closure and you went as well. Yeah, I mean I, saw, I don't know if oh, it yeah. was Jojo that led the way. Yeah, I mean, we all got our turns to go see Grandpa, and um, JoJo's more like Bryce, right? And um, but it was not the first time me seeing a loved one okay. open casket, and it's interesting because growing up, I always thought I never wanted right, to right. because I wanted my memory of that person to be of you know mm-hmm. a lively one. Mm-hmm. But the two that I can remember open caskets of loved ones, um. I understand what you're saying. It, it seems like it's it's more healing to see that person and say your goodbyes. They're, yeah, they're at ease and, and exactly and and just to give them that love. I don't know. I'm not going to say it's for sure because it's one of those things where I'm not sure. Maybe I'm just older, like you said. Maybe it's just an age thing, and you're we're able to deal with grief better, right? And not necessarily the fact that we're seeing a loved one, you know, you know, in a casket like that, mm-hmm. but. It was very interesting, you know, and, and to piggyback off, obviously, the, the main topic that happened to us the last couple of weeks is, you know, our whole family was there. And, and um, for everyone, again, we said that the last show, but, you know, we're we're in complete you know, grateful for our, our grandfather. Um, mm-hmm. We loved him and will always, you know, respect and appreciate and, and everything he's done for us sure his his methods were a little different yeah but in hindsight it's what made us who we are it contributed greatly to that um and i think it really helped balance <laughs> grandma to be honest you know so yeah. um but our whole family is still dealing with it and and um you know every day i guess they say time heals but every day is, is still a struggle yeah and i think it was interesting i mean i think this goes with all people and all families um the loss the impact it has on people is different and some um deeper than others Mm -hmm. or maybe they're showing it's deeper it's just different different type of healing and different type of grieving um, and pain and um, there were some some family members that that I, I really, my heart went out to because I didn't realize his loss had such a big impact mm-hmm. on their lives. Um, and then just hearing stories, hearing stories. Um, yeah. After we left um, and went to, I, I forget the name of the place we went to, but um, hearing hearing family members and friends, close friends speak and, and other friends show up and family. Um, it was nice to hear stories. We We laughed and we cried and, and it, I think it, you know, people would often say, just like Grandpa would want, you know, us to to carry on and, yeah. and smile and laugh and, um, you know, Grandpa did some great things. He did some some really really good things, and I think he's he's looking and thinking about him. He he really changed the entertainment world to me. Yeah, I mean, for a family to do what he he's changed, done. Well, he changed pop culture. Mm-hmm. You know, and 
Um, r- real quick, too. I-, I think this was the first, at least I can remember, guys. This was the first time where uh, there was a, a service kind of after the service. Right. You know what I mean? Where we got to. Like sh- a reception. Like a reception. Because it was very close. It was very, it was very close and private. Yeah. But and it was we went to, uh, with with all the loved ones beyond family, mm-hmm. you know, with friends and, and colleagues and associates of my grandfather's, able to share recollections and memories uh, of who he was. Right. That was the first time I've kind of experienced that. Right. And um, one thing else I wanted to say was was Uncle Marlon speaking. Yeah. I thought that was very powerful and touching. Um, and and people said things about Grandpa and what he's done for you know, the music and the family and things. And they also talked about the man. Yeah. Um, and then I just want to also point out that that week, our uncles had a Papa T had a show, I think in New York yeah. playing with the, his blues band and then San Diego. And then they were off to, to Europe. So um, we talked before about canceling shows and going on. And, and I thought it was, I saw a video or Instagram post about our uncles performing and, you know, saying things about grandpa. So it's just, you know, just it's, I wanted to mention that they were out performing, doing something that grandpa would want them to do. Yeah. And it, it helps them because they're giving, they're doing what they're, they're, they feel they're supposed to do. And it helps the grieving process for them. Well, and, and I think that will actually piggyback into our show today because, um, yeah, today we have a special guest. We have Cecilia Yang. I was just thinking, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> but she uh, lost her mother and is doing a really cool kind of tribute. Yeah. At least that's the way I'm seeing it um, of in her memory. Um, what's up, Taj? No, nothing. <laughs> no, I think it's really, it's really nice what she's doing and, yeah. and very interesting. Yeah. So um, I'm going to introduce Cecilia. Cecilia, are you with us right now? Yes, I'm here. How are you, by the way? I'm good. How are you? Good. Thank you for joining us. Um, Thanks for having me. I, first of all, you're an incredible artist. And for those listeners, you know, if if you're on your phone, which most people are nowadays, <laughs> yeah, make sure you go to Instagram and check out the Imaginary Library. The Imaginary Library. Um, Cecilia, again, I just said it, you're an amazing artist, but you're very creative. Um, can you tell me, tell us, what is the Imaginary Library and what is the 100-day project you are doing? Yes. Um, so the Imaginary Library, it's an Instagram account I started specifically to do something called the 100-day project. And the 100-day project, um, the origin of this, I think, started with um, a professor who uh, essentially had his students for a specific class, do something for um, 100 days. The goal was to just do one very specific action for 100 days straight in order to create a habit. Mm. Um, and since then, over I think the last few years, it's, it's kind of transferred over to the internet. And there's a community of people who just decide to start um, on April 2nd and do a 100-day project of their own for 100 days. And People do everything from knitting to cooking to um, I have a friend who's doing six-word stories every single day. Um, my own project was is around grief and 
trying to express the process of grieving. Um, and it is very much a tribute to my mom, as well as trying to understand this very complicated experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's something that I've essentially done for the past 100 days. And today was actually the 100th day. So wow. I get to take a little break. Wow. Uh, a couple questions. Is it every April 2nd? I think I heard you say that. So every April 2nd, uh, is that, or is it, you could start it whenever? Um, I think it, every year it starts in April. Okay. This year, I remember it started, I think it was April 2nd or April 3rd. That is so cool. That is so cool. Um, when, can I ask what, what class that was that where the, the assignment was given? Um, I don't remember, but I think, so I know the professor's name was Michael Beirut, and I, I know he, he's a designer. Mm. Um, and so I, he was teaching classes at Yale. I'm not exactly sure what the course was. Okay, so I, I love the the assignment. That's why I'm asking. Um, I'm all into forming habits. I believe habits form who you are, who forms what kind of life you're going to live. Um, yeah. I think it's a great assignment, and I'm going to try to steal it <laughs> and do something. Um, yeah. But how, can I ask you this? First of all, when how long has it been since you've lost your mother? It's been. Um... Almost a year and a half. Okay. Mm. As you know, Cecilia, and as our listeners know, we lost our mother as well. And, I mean, what, what was that, Carol? 20? Yeah, you're the 94. Calc- 94. So 24 years ago. And I, I'm going to say this as an older person to you, is that, you know, the grief comes in waves, and it's going to come... Uh, different mm-hmm. times in your lives. I mean, now you're, you're struggling and suffering as a child of your mother. And then when you have your family, I'm not sure if you have kids, but then you'll start to struggle in that way. And then when your kids are older, the teenage years, you're going to, you yeah. know, for, uh, when they're babies, you're going to want a babysitter and your mom, you're going to think about your mom. And so it's, it's a struggle that happens throughout life. And I'm not trying to scare you or, or make, the, I'm just trying to be real. Um, yep. can I ask you this? The, since doing the 100 day project has have you felt any different uh, i do i do think um i do think i feel different in some ways i think that before i did this project i didn't really have an outlet mm-hmm. to express how i was feeling um i tried different things i tried support groups you know, I've talked to friends. Um, I read self-help books. I tried a lot of different things, and there wasn't anything that really made me feel better. Yeah. Um, and it was it was a very isolating experience, and it was also very challenging because um, in my full-time job, I I lead a team, and I'm a manager. And when you're in that position, it's it's so important to um, radiate calm. Um, it's really important to be caring for other people. Um, and I think I got to a point where it just felt like I was putting a mask on every single morning. And um, I felt very alone and isolated. And so I think one of the things that's been very special about this project is just that feeling of feeling a little bit less alone. Yeah. Um, feeling there have been there have been so many amazing people who've reached out to me through this project and shared their own stories. Um, and I think there's a part of me that 
realizing how universal some of the elements are, Mm -hmm. even though people feel so alone. Yeah. And I think that sense of, um, that little sense of community has been one thing that has changed for me. And and I assume that was kind of an unexpected sense of community that you kind of gained. Completely. Yeah. From, from followers and, and things like that. Uh, from who? Followers from internet. Yeah, totally. I part, one thing I was afraid of when I started this project would be essentially, you know, doing a ton of work and feeling like I was in an echo chamber. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. I, I was afraid of doing a project that would make me feel even more isolated and more alone, um, by doing something that wouldn't be uh, acknowledged or validated. Um, but I'm really shocked by how it's, mm-hmm. it's gone the opposite direction. Yeah. And one of the things I, I, I think you've, you've touched on that's so important and it's so, uh, it's, it's definitely worth repeating, uh, is, is that sense of outlet. You know, I loved how you said you've tried different things and it, you know, it was something you had to find that helped. Um, and, yeah. and it could be different things for different people. So anyone who's going through a similar type of loss or grief, um, we, you know, for us, we had music and sports and, and mm-hmm. you have to find an outlet, something that, that gives you, you know, that lets it out and, and where you can get that emotion out. And we, we're very, Cecilia, we're very kind of private, introverted people. So for us mm-hmm. doing the show was kind of a, I don't want to say risk. That's mm-hmm. a little too strong of a word, but in the last year and oh, really almost two years since we've been doing the show, we've all agreed mm-hmm. that just being able to talk about it has helped tremendously, you know, and, and, and gaining that sense of community has helped. So we are in complete agreement with what, what you just said. Yeah. Hi, and so, I think it's uh, trial and error too. Yeah. Just have to keep trying until you find something that connects with you in any small way. Yeah. Hi, Cecilia. Uh, this is Terrell. And I just wanted to um, ask you a question. You said you used art for healing. Um, mm-hmm. d- how often did you create like art? Did you do, is, is this something you've often did or? It was, it was always something I had loved growing mm-hmm. up. Um, I loved fine art. I loved writing. Um, but essentially I think after graduating from college, I went through almost like a 10-year drought of not really making anything. I mean, my full-time job is in design, but it's a different sort of creation for different goals. Um, So I wasn't really creating anything until this project. And part of this project was to get myself to do the thing I loved. Right. Okay. And then uh, my question is, is how were you feeling when you first started the project? Did you think it was going to be a difficult thing on because it's what you post something every day is that how it works yeah um did you feel like you'd be able to sustain that were you concerned at all or did you think it was a hard task it was i i knew it was going to be hard but it ended up being much harder than i thought it was going to be um i think it was my first time going through the process and i think um there are definitely some low points that start happening, you know, around like day 30, mm-hmm. <laughs> day 40, 50, 60. Um, so I think when I started, I was, I was very optimistic about it. I didn't think it would be too challenging. I 
picked something where, you know, some people are doing things like these complicated oil paintings every single day. And I thought what I was doing, there were some good constraints to keep it simple. Um, I was very nervous about sharing um, because I think I'm also very private and very introverted. And this has been by far the most public thing I've done mm-hmm. um, in terms of sharing my most innermost feelings. So I was feeling nervous, but also optimistic. And um, it definitely got harder along the way. And there were many days where I really wanted to take a break, like, you know, around midnight, you know, there's I have presentations the next morning, I really didn't want to do it, but I just forced myself to do it. Was it was it difficult to keep coming up with different ideas? Did you worry about if it was going to be a, a good post or you didn't really care, you just wanted to do something? Or how did you approach that? I did this process where every time I had some idea, um, I would write it down. And one thing that was really interesting was that as people were commenting and sharing their own stories, that actually made me remember something that I like um, that I wanted mm. to uh, eventually express and draw. And so I don't feel like I ran out of ideas. Um, but part of doing this project is um, valuing habit creation and um, quantity over quality. So there were definitely days where I posted things that I felt like I could have like drawn much better or you know, instead of just doing something digital, I could have painted. And so I wasn't always happy with the quality, but um, that's part of the process is just getting yourself to do something. That's, a, that's great. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, there's one post you did or one drawing you you made that I want to ask questions about. Um, it's yeah. the one with the hand on the cell phone and it says favorites, mom and dad. And then it's mm-hmm. there's a question that says, "Is it crazy? Is it so crazy to think that if I call her, she'll pick up?" Um, just from my experience, at least for the first five, maybe even almost ten years, I would think mm-hmm. not maybe not that long, but at least definitely the first several years up to five years, I would think that this was like there's a chance she's alive. There's a chance mm-hmm. that uh, it's surreal. That like, it's surreal. That happening. there's just a misunderstanding. Yeah. Um, is that something you go through, Cecilia? Definitely. Definitely. I wonder if that's, yeah. I wonder if that's, everyone goes through that. Yeah. I, I didn't know. I thought that was just a me thing going through, you know, losing mom at a young age and, and maybe not even seeing her, but right. I don't know. I don't know. It was just curious to me. It's a great drawing and it's a great question. And I think it, it, it connects to so many people. Cause I, I went through the same thing where, you know, maybe this is just a big misunderstanding. I have a question. Um, this is Taj talking now. Um, hi. hi. Um, did your did you have a connection with your mom through art? Was it because I didn't have a very explicit connection with her through art, um, but she has she was always very artistically minded. Mm. Um, so she, for example. Um, really developed a passion for photography in her last couple of years of life. Um, also a very visual person. Yeah. And so maybe I've not sure genetically inherited some of that from her, <laughs> but we didn't necessarily do artistic things together. 
Yeah, no, because I was just wondering. I know when when we lost our mom, um, she was our manager at the point at that time, and we knew we had to finish our album, and we knew we, we had to do the music for her, so we dedicated the <laughs> album for her. We kind of did something that we thought she might like and kind of enjoy, but also. <laughs> Also, I'm a big component of which is what you were doing, which is doing something in honor of someone in a way, kind of shifting that energy into some a project. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. yeah, it it definitely made me feel like I was preserving some sort of connection with her. I think one of my biggest fears is that I'm somehow going to lose that. Um, yeah. So it's kept like a bridge between me and her. Mm -hmm. Cecilia, you know how creative you are, correct? <laughs> I'm sure you hear that. Uh, um, I like hearing it. <laughs> I, I'm telling you because I've, I feel I'm a creative person, and I, I'm always looking at art and seeing what's going on, but some of your posts are so in, incredibly original and creative to me. Mm -hmm. And they, you find a way to kind of, I guess freeze is the right thing. Freeze a moment of time that usually we just pass over. Um, another mm -hmm. another cool post that you did, and cool is probably not the right word, but interesting, <laughs> uh, you know, is the one where it says, one reason I dread going to the doctor. And it's a family history, and it shows the chart where it's mm -hmm. mother, father, siblings, living, deceased, um, yep. and cause and age. And it's it's mm -hmm. it's just a reminder that all these little things that, if you haven't lost anyone, you kind of just, oh, you just, no, mm -hmm. you know? But mm -hmm. when you lo lose someone, those are just constant reminders. Yeah. And then and, and then your other one that, that's, that jumped, well, there's two that so far that really jump up to me is the how much energy one with the batteries. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. powerful. I mean, with the, you guys, if you're listening and everyone who follows us, check out the Imaginary Library. It's Instagram. It's very creative. Um, I'm impressed. I'm impressed. That one's great. And the My Drugs of Choice is very powerful. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I like that, yeah, I like that one Thank too. You. With an, where there's, you, a lot, there's a lot in here. Did are. you have to come up with, did you take a long time to come up with these? Or I, I have to know the process. Did you Did you just, yeah. this would be cool, so I just do it? Or it's like, okay, I'll make a mental note and in a couple of days I'll, I'll figure something out. How does it work? Because that's very creative to me. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Um, before I started the project, well, first, it, it took me a while to decide to just do it this year. Um, but I think the month before my project, or maybe it was a couple weeks, I started to just jot down some ideas that I had. So mm -hmm. when I started the project, I had maybe, you know, 15 or 20 things I knew I wanted to draw. And that list of things just slowly <laughs> accumulated over time. And I think when you're when you know you have this responsibility to be doing something for mm -hmm. so long, um, I think it makes you, or it made me even much more hyper aware of my own thought processes or emotions I was feeling. And so, you know, times where I might've had a passing thought and didn't really, wouldn't really think much of it. I actually would, you know, notice it and write it down. Could you keep going? Like, could you continue and do another hundred days? I'm not, when I say could, I mean, is there no, were there any that you, any ideas that you had that you weren't able, or is there any ideas? You, use, yeah, yeah. Um, I definitely still have a lot of ideas I haven't drawn yet. So it, it's been such a rewarding experience for me. Um, 
I, it has been one of the most meaningful things I think I've chosen to do with my time. This, this is great. Um, so I definitely want to continue, but um, I think it probably won't be the same rate in terms of one drawing per day. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. I definitely um, didn't prioritize other things I should have been doing the past 100 <laughs> days mm-hmm. to make mm-hmm. time for this. So um, it'll probably be less of a sprint and more of, like, hopefully, like a leisurely walk. Yeah. Um, how, how do you feel, Cecilia, knowing this is the last day? Are you concerned in terms of, when I say concerned, if yeah. this was a source of an outlet for you, are you worried that that you know that source isn't won't be there if you if you're not hard on yourself to do something every day? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Have you thought about I that? Think... Sorry. Have you thought about that? I have. Um, there are different people in the world. I think some people are very driven by just internal motivation and. I think there are some people who really need structure mm-hmm. and deadlines and accountability, and I'm in the second group. Mm-hmm. So uh, this project has been kind of, um, I think of it as like creating a temporary house for me to live in with mm-hmm. very, like a very specific structure um, with, you know, a cadence of a day and a routine. And there is a part of me that's scared that once I take that away, um, I'm going to go back to what I was doing before, which was not investing in this. But I feel like I can't imagine not doing this anymore mm-hmm. um, because it it has been so hard for me to find an outlet that actually has made a difference. So I, it's hard for me to see, see uh, myself letting it go, but I also will probably need to create some sort of um, – structure for myself whether it's like setting time every week to do this instead of every day but i'll find a way to do it i i strongly suggest you continue on Mm -hmm. find a way even if it's three times a week or four times a week or just the weekdays and and then i think you need to make this a book i really do this is really good i think it needs to be a 300 or no not that much maybe 200 200, what's the number taj i don't know not 300 300 overwhelming okay so 200 she's done 100 so 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 another 100 your images are very strong you're a great artist and you're very creative and i i could see it as a book i really could and people can identify with it as 365 it's the year yeah, and you do a year thing. This is great. This is really, really good. <laughs> yeah, you do a. I'm with Terrell on that. You you do a. There's your thing. motivation. You said you like structure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but this is really good. I mean, you know, you know, it's um I actually had one next to my bed, and I still have the actual um, rip out of August 27th from Mom. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have one of those calendar things where you take a page. I, I used to have one, but I could see this easily being one of those with the calendar. Because right. the, on the one you're describing is that comic, right? Which one is? is I know those. Cecilia's too young. She probably doesn't know those things. Where... No, I didn't have a... I don't think mine was comic. I think it was like a self-help thing and it was just random quotes from different people. Cecilia, mm-hmm. I'm going to try to urge you to find a publisher or someone. Do you know what calendars we're talking about? The day calendars where you rip them out? Do people even do that anymore? Yeah. That's probably the problem. I, I still see it's them. pre-iPhone. Yeah, it's pre-iPhone. Okay, so maybe not. I got a calendar app now. Why but, but 
a book is still good because her art is yeah special. it is don't just let this sit just on instagram i know you're reaching a lot and it's fulfilling one need but there's a whole audience out there that would like to have mm-hmm. this in book and mm-hmm. i can tell you that was pretty much certain well and also I'm, I'm reading a lot of our comments too and um they're just thanking you for being so that it's connecting with a lot of our listeners as well and that's the thing when you when you put yourself out there and you yeah you know, you don't even realize it, but you, you are helping people. And, and, and that's, I know you're start you, you see it in terms of you're getting feedback, but <clears throat> think of all the people that aren't actually commenting <laughs> that you're still helping. Mm-hmm. So that's the thing that is it, it is, it's almost like the more honest we are in a way, the more we let ourselves be seen in terms of our vulnerability mm-hmm. and our grieving, the more people can connect with it and be like, that's me. Yeah. Or that a part of that to me, or mm-hmm. I identify with this picture or that picture or that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I agree. Some of your drawings are well, a lot of them are very simple, but they're very powerful, and they they um, cause one to think. Um, can you tell me a little bit about the life meters? Because that's something that I find myself often doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I think one thing. I've spent a lot of time doing is obsessing over my mom's age when she died. Um, And I think a lot of people do this, especially if their moms were extremely young. Mm -hmm. Um, And I know that one thing that happens is um, people become fixated on that age. And there's a moment of, you know, anticipation before you reach it and this surreal feeling after you've gone past it in terms of realizing that you're older than your parent ever was. Um, And so for me, I've spent a lot of time thinking about her age and um, thinking about how close I am to that number and um, not really close yet, but I, it it does feel weird to know that if I were to die the same age that she did, um, I'd already be almost halfway through my life and which feels very strange because I think a lot of people feel like they're still they're still at the beginning. Mm-hmm. True. You, you yeah, that's it. yeah, that's why it, that's something I often think about. I've done that with mom, and I've done that with Uncle Michael, and it's just I don't know what it is about that. It's just you you take note of their age, and you <laughs> you almost feel like you have that limit in a sense. I don't know. For me, it feels like that. Like like. Really? Not that I'm gonna. I don't. I don't feel like I'm gonna pass at that age, but I'm just. It. I don't know. I, You're I'm just, aware it's of a that com- number. It's yeah. a comparison. That, That's so yeah. interesting. I. I, I don't know. Thought, why I have that. I've never thought of that or experienced that thought. Because you're 39 now, right? Yeah. Because you're the age mom passed away. See, but he, but you've never thought about not that. Not once. Really. Not once. And I. 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 Mm-hmm. I part of the problem is because I probably didn't really know that number, mm-hmm. so I don't really think of it from that point of view if mm-hmm. that makes sense i think of it i don't know i don't but we're different people with different right, brains right, right. but i never thought about that not once taj have you no i didn't i didn't think of the of mom's age until terrell brought it up that mm-hmm. one time um um i knew mom passed young and i knew that you know but i didn't i didn't know what age exactly it was mm-hmm. just, um y- uh, Unless okay. I did math, you know. Yeah, which you don't want to do. Yeah. Okay, so, uh, Cecile, you have, there's a quote. I believe it's a quote. 
Um, it's, yeah, it's a caption from one of your from the intro photo. Um, real talk. These past couple of years have been hard, really hard. Recently, I've been trying to channel it all into a hundred day project, which I've been thinking about doing for a long time. It was terrifying to start sharing, but in the past couple of weeks, I've had little moments of connection with complete strangers who have lost are in the process of losing their parents or their own children. And people are living mm-hmm. through terminal illnesses themselves. It's been this visceral process of getting empathy of giving it. Mm-hmm. I want to believe that some good can come from opening up. Um, obviously I, I, we've been saying it. Um, you are making a difference for many people. So um, there is definitely good coming up. But I wanted to know, was there any specific connection that kind of surprised you in a good way from a from an unlikely source that 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 means something to you that has weight for you? Yeah, there have been a couple of people I've connected with through my account who are actually living through terminal illnesses. Mm. Um there are a couple women who are um, in different, in stage four of various types of cancer, mm. um, which, you know, was, was the experience I had with my mom. Um, and there's been one connection that has really stuck with me. And it's a woman who has stage four breast cancer. She knows she only has months to live. Um, but she also has a child, too. She has a son who's, who I think is 14. And some of the things that she's told me is how the process for her, when she goes through my account, it's, it's like she's, experienced, she's experiencing two different types of grief at one time. One is mourning the loss of her own mother, and so she can relate with me and my feelings there. The other perspective she's taking is, as a mother who knows that she's going to die early and that her son is going to have to spend the rest of his life, you know, grieving her. Mm-hmm. And it's another experience where she's, she's able to empathize with how he might possibly feel. Wow. wow. That's been a really, that has really, really stuck with me. Yeah. Um, to be able to experience two different types of grief at the same time. Yeah. And, and I got to assume it, it, it makes, it gives you some type of strength because you know, you're positively affecting others' lives. And that's just one who's commenting and one who's reaching out to you. There's a lot of people Mm -hmm. who are just scrolling and looking and, Mm -hmm. and you know, not majority, majority, maybe just maybe liking and maybe not even liking, just seeing a picture, screenshotting it and keeping it in their phone. So, um, always, always get your stuff out and, and keep it going because it's really, really strong. Um, Cec- Thank you. Cecilia, I had, a, I had a few questions for you. Um, starting this, this project, did you have any expectations on how you would feel afterwards when you first started? No. It was just take one step at a time and see what happens when it happens. Mm. Okay. And then my next question would be, do you have a favorite post and why? Hmm, that's a good question. I... There are, it's, I know that's a hard one because there's <laughs> yeah. a lot of good ones I mean, in there. I'm struggling. <laughs> like mentally going through my 100 posts. Um, 
is the post that comes to mind right away? Yeah, that, that, um, he asked that first. There isn't. It's hard. Um, I know what it is because people ask us is their favorite song, and they're, it's hard because they're all yeah. special in their own way. But is there any any one that stands out with a, a story attached to it that you just that stands out a little bit to to you? Can I revise the question? Yes, revise it. If there is only one one, um, I guess uh, drawing. drawing that you could say this is the one. Which one would this be the cover of the book? Or just she was only allowed to pick yeah. one. Like instead of saying it's your fate, because sometimes like it, what encompasses you, it might not be your fate, but it's like. Okay, there's that's a that's several different questions that Cecilia. We're trying to make it one. easier, but yeah. it still seems hard. It's a lot to choose from, though. Is there one Cecilia that that has a special kind of story or anything? Um, <laughs> there isn't a specific drawing that comes to mind. Okay. Because yeah, I agree. They're all. I feel like they're very very different. Yeah, mm. I'm going to tell you one that I love. And that is, I don't know, I don't know how you call these, but it's day 67. And, okay. and the, there's a question that in the caption that says, can we agree not to call them stages ever again? Um, mm. My reality, a good amount of yellow, minimal purple, and way more colors overall. There's no scientific, fun fact, there's no scientific evidence for these stages. They've never been proven, but they are a thing we talk about all the time. And I'm referring to what's called the five stages of grief. Denial, mm-hmm. anger, bargaining, depression, acceptance. Um, and I love your drawing, your depiction of this, because it's so accurate. And I think the the mindset, the, the natural tendency is to think that they go in a specific order. Like, you know, first <laughs> this, then mm-hmm. that, then this, then that. And in reality, like your picture depicts... It's all over the place. You go, you could be thrown back at number one. You can go number four. My denial was late. Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. like, it was not, yeah. And it, and it can come repetitively. It can come, you know, continuously. And that's the vibe I got from your picture. Am I accurate in describing that? Yeah, completely. Yeah. That's, and, and it's so fun. It's not funny, but it's so interesting that we've had many different people in here explaining it. But your picture, kind of, mm-hmm. <laughs> the picture explains it the best, in my opinion, because it's it's exactly true. And um, again, we're going to post this on our story yeah. on the foundation's um, story so you guys could see. But um, it's just powerful because there's so many different posts you have, drawings from different days where um, you, you, you hit something in a very creative and sim- simple way. So well done. Um, Thank you. There is a, there's a question on um, Twitter for you, um, and it's specifically about the how much energy, and it's the the two batteries. The uh-huh. one that says I have and I need, um, mm-hmm. and um, Toria wants to know how did how did she manage to get the energy actually needed while she had only had lo- low energy. Love this pick, which is so realistic. Like. Mm. Um, it was a struggle. Um, does she mean the energy to do this project or just energy to In survive? In general, yeah, I guess to, the energy to survive, basically. Not not just project-oriented. I think it's really hard, and I think it's something that everyone has to find their own ways to really conserve it. Mm-hmm. Um, my own 
strategies have been, um, and I actually have a drawing about this. Um, it's day 91. Um, there are a lot of things I've had to do for self-preservation, and I think it was just taking all of my past priorities and really eliminating almost everything that wasn't really critical to, like, my own health and well-being. Mm-hmm. So there are a lot of um, relationships, for example, that, you know, I've kind of left alone for a while. There are a lot of times I would say yes to things, um, whether it was at work or outside of work. And I think um, for me it was really about drawing tighter boundaries around myself so mm-hmm. that I could really f- focus my my limited energy into just making it through yeah right. day, day mm-hmm. after day mm-hmm. makes sense yeah definitely um i have a i have a couple more questions yeah. for you Cecilia. um what advice do you have for others that are experiencing grief i don't know if this is advice necessarily um but I think that it's helpful, and this is very specific to different types of personalities. Mm-hmm. I think for me, um, the advice I would give myself is just knowing that it's going to be hard, there's a long road ahead, and there's no, there's no one solution um, to feeling better. Um, and so I think it's really about just finding what you need to see and to hear and to be surrounded by that will work for you. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it relates to what you were saying earlier, TJ, but like, I, I, I think everyone has their own right to find a method of grieving that is going to work for them and is unique to who they are. Yeah. Um, I think that's what I would say. And then my, my last question is, is you just completed the 100 day project. So mm-hmm. what is your takeaway? What, what will you remember from, from doing this whole project? I think it's that there are elements of grief that are completely universal. Um, no matter who you lost and the specific circumstances of their death, there are shared things that people will feel and go through. And I think another takeaway is that it's never going to go away. I think I one thing I'm learning through my the dialogue that I'm having with people through the account is that you know, 40 years from now, like hopefully I'm still alive, like it's still going to hurt and there's still going to be a hole and I think that has been comforting to me just to be is just to acknowledge that reality. Mm-hmm. And that is very important to say because we always kind of had that mentality that one day we'll be okay. One day it will be fixed. But as, as who was it, Cheryl? Do you remember the, the guest we had that says she corrected me when I said, how do you overcome grief? Yeah, you don't, you don't overcome Mm -hmm. grief. You navigate Mm -hmm. through it. And, um, and that's very strong. Now here, here's a question that I have to ask you. And I've been trying, I've been going back and forth in my head. Should I ask or should I not? Is it rude to ask? Is it, Okay, just give me a ballpark figure. How old are you? <laughs> I'm in my early 30s. Early 30s. Okay, cool. Older than I thought, but 
Yeah, you're down. <laughs> I don't know. She's incredibly great. <laughs> okay, no, no. Okay, just wanted to know. Um, so, so, so cool. And and Cecilia, we've been saying it all show. You're incredibly creative. I hope you don't stop, even though the hundred yeah. days are up. Please don't stop. This is this is really powerful, and and it's. I mean, you're you're very talented. It's very creative. I mean, you're. It's it's definitely helping a lot of people. Um, seeing these posts it's it's just incredible to me well i think um also just keep sharing period because it's help as you it's helping a lot of people in that and way it's helping yourself and 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 as tj just mm-hmm. said it's helping yourself because that's this show is very th- therapeutic for us yeah, exactly yeah as much yeah. as people say oh it's helping us out it's it's helping the three of us too i have w- one more quick question what's next for cecilia My next project, this isn't necessarily going to be reflected in art, or maybe it will be, I'm not sure. But my next project is to spend much more time with my own dad, Mm. who thankfully is still here. I think through this process of grieving and acknowledging all the regrets I have of things I should have done or could have done for my mom, it's it's made me incredibly grateful that I still have one parent here Mm -hmm. and I'm trying to find a way to spend as much time as I can with him and to, um, and to hopefully minimize some of the regret I'm going to feel when he's not here. Mm. Got it. That's well said. Um, I, once again, I think your, your art is incredible. And I just wanted to say that if I two posts sum, summarize it to me, I, I looked mm-hmm. at your very, very first post, your day one, and um, mm-hmm. compare like from that post to the very last post, I think it says mm-hmm. it all. It's just, mm-hmm. I don't wow. know if you meant to do that or if you've even recognized mm-hmm. that, but it says a lot to me. Mm-hmm. I just That's very that. insightful. That's did cool. you know you did that? No, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't realize that. Yeah, the first post you're it's basically you with the with the coffee, right? What type of Oh. Yeah, that was just a test drawing. Oh, okay. Well, that well that yeah. bit from there, that's the first one on the on the page on the imaginary library. <laughs> from there to mm-hmm. the very last one is I thought was incredible. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. All right, Cecilia, um, we give our guests 30 seconds or so. Um, you don't have to take all 30 seconds, but you can take 10 seconds. But it's your final say, whatever you want to say. If there's any quotes that you think of, any, a great book that you like, um, your favorite color, whatever you want to talk about. Um, <laughs> if you want to direct them to a certain page, whatever you want to say to our audience, 30 seconds, it's your time to say whatever you feel. I think I'll repeat what I said earlier, which is I think everyone has their own right to find the the right way to grieve for them. Um, and I think that everyone also has their own story to tell that is unique and um, could resonate with others or even just be healing to express um, themselves. So um, 
I think this process has shown the value in sharing your own individual story. And so for the, if, if that's helpful for people, um, I would definitely you know, recommend trying it and taking the leap to do it. Um, but I think that everyone is, has the right on their own journey to find the right ways to grieve. Well said. Yeah. Well said. Um, well, Cecilia, thank you so much for joining us today. You have three fans in here. Mm-hmm. who are uh who are really you know really respect your that. art yeah. and we urge you to continue on um not only for yourself but for all of us you you're very talented so continue doing your thing um and thank you so much for sharing your story and sharing your project with us it, it meant a lot and yeah. i'm sure our, our listeners enjoyed it as well so thank you so much thank you take thanks care. for having me and it was it was great to chat with you three awesome thanks. take care take Cecilia. care all right. Bye-bye. Bye. What a what a cool yeah, young lady. It's, yeah. I just I I'm telling you listeners, check out yeah, yeah. her account, The Imaginary Library. Um she did the 100-day project. It's some very powerful stuff. It's not it's, you know, you, you'll see what we're talking about. It's just very creative. Um but that's it for the show. Mm-hmm. Todd Terrell, anything you guys want to say before I close? No, I, I just have Paul Simon's song in my head which one cecilia yeah. oh, oh i didn't even mention that i meant to I actually it, the whole time i wasn't even head. thinking that that's such a great song yes, okay <laughs> back up we gotta close. Uh, yeah I was okay gonna concentrate thank you <laughs> <laughs> thanks you guys for listening we're back next wednesday at one o'clock and thanks for for working through us through our with us mm-hmm. through and our understanding and understanding yes. through our our grandfather's passing yeah um we were rescheduling the charity softball game for july 29th Mm -hmm. Uh, more details are coming soon but thank you guys so much and thank you always for supporting ddjf have a wonderful week is there anything Todd? okay take care you guys guys thanks so much thank you for listening to the power of love we are here to provide hope resources